Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Yeah, baby, let's rock. It's our number one of the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3. The fan, let's talk about everything that's been breaking the top sports storylines in our world. Here we go. General at your service. There's Brian Broaddus. You have Lucius Alexander in the Pimp Cup at Master Control. Wolchuk and Chiafalo. Carter Freeman's coordinating your video. And here we are, the entire crew. The G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. And uh, we got a lot of coaching news going on. Uh, Dan Quinn taking second interviews. That's uh, the number one thing tracking with the Cowboys right now. Now that we're ready to run it back, you know, and, and you know, you could seriously lose this guy this week. How, to, how are you looking at this story? How are you approaching it? Changing the defense and having it blow up in your face was horrible. To a record-setting degree in that wild card round, it was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. But when it comes to actually like studying modern trends and being able to to get that onto the football field, being adaptable, like he took a big risk going away from what they do best. He thought he had the answer for what to do against Green Bay. He was wrong, but it does show what's in his football DNA right now is to not just stick with what you know. And maybe he learned a, 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 a bad lesson that was embarrassing for all to see. But I can't imagine there's too many other guys out there that are better than Dan Quinn. The man's been to two. Su- he got the Falcons to the Super Bowl. Okay, so right now I'm actually holding my breath and keeping my fingers crossed that nobody steals our DQ. What do you guys say? I think we have a tendency uh, to you know overreact in the moment and then you kind of let things settle. I think Dan Quinn has done more positive than negative, more good than bad, no question about it. He's been a problem solver. He was put in probably an impossible situation when you had injuries to two linebackers that you were expecting to be key roles. The big thing that Dan Quinn really does need to figure out, though, because now you're seeing more and more of these coordinators get plucked for jobs, is what do I do to defend motion successfully, and what do I do to stop this McVay-Shanahan tree? that now you just saw Callahan get a gig. You're about to see, you know, maybe Bobby Slowick go get a gig, right? So, I mean, those are the two things he's got to kind of go back to the drawing board, which we saw him kind of evolutionize and evolve after he was out for a year. So, I I think it's possible. I think he can do that. The old evolutionizing. That's badass. Yeah. Yeah. When When you can evolutionize yourself, that's special. But just being able to evolutionize anything, you know, others around you. Yes. You become you become sort of an oracle. It's okay. I've I've totally done that before. I think I thought I think we played this once for eSpot. We have. We have. I, I couldn't there was a time where I was searching for the word evolved. Okay. Uh and I went with evolutioned. 
Okay. Yes, that's you what know. It was. Yeah. So, but whatever the hell Walter hey, just said was spectacular. I don't know. I just, it sounded good in my head, and I blurted it out. Tip of the cap to DQ, man. I, I think that's a. I think that's a better conjugation of the word. You know, yeah, all maybe. these things are just decided upon and agreed upon. So that's the way it is. But we can always change things. Do you do you no. think uh, when you have a coordinator in one place for say like four years or so, things kind of start to get a little bit stale? Is that a thing you think you pick up on that's trends good question and right tendencies? There. Like, is there kind of just uh, eventually it runs its course and you need to get a fresh mind in there? You know, I, I kind of feel like there's a guy here, and you mentioned the word evolve from where he was. I, I kind of feel like that guys like that that are good at being able to see what their flaws are and, and change and maybe study, I think that they do a better job. I, I don't think if Dan felt like that they were becoming stale, I think he would figure something else out. This is the biggest nightmare right now for a scouting department what is about to happen, potentially the Dallas Cowboys, is that all of a sudden they have a feel for what kind of defensive players they want to evaluate. And then, you know, you you get a completely change in philosophy. You get a complete change in the type of player you're looking at. Mike Zimmer would be an example, a different type of guy. Say Wink Martindale comes in here, different kind of guy. Say Brandon Staley comes in here, different kind of guy. See, so now all of a sudden, you maybe there's some players that all year long you've been looking at and you're saying, okay, these fit what we're trying to do. And then you change a coordinator and you have to go back and pull players back that you maybe you didn't look at the first time around the, closely enough. Mm-hmm. You might have rejected him because you're saying, well, Dan really doesn't like this guy. This is why Stephen Jones and Will McClay don't want head coaching change. And that no, no scouting department wants, no personnel department wants coaching change they do want coaching change if you're not taking our guys and putting them in the best positions to be successful but to answer your question about this whole thing i mean i i to to me i kind of feel like that dan would adapt Mm. you know i I think dan is not one of these guys that's so set in his ways he realizes he's not very good at linebacker he realizes he's not really good at safety he needs to do something different at defensive tackle please tell me what you're trying to do with mozzie smith for god's sake i don't understand it but maybe that's something they maybe they've got a plan. But uh, well, you don't want the a message getting stale, yeah. you know. And I don't feel like that's happening with Dan Quinn. Yeah, you it know? seems like all the players and still speak very highly of him. The the yeah. thing with with Dan and this is true with a lot of coaches, I feel Brian is you got to be careful that they don't trust their guys too much and think that I can put you know defensive backs at linebacker. Well, he, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, they I, think too much of no, their no, scheme you're, you're and, not, and they get you into trouble because they're like, no, I'm good here. You're not, you know, wrong. like Mike McCarthy. No, you don't need a trade for anybody. We're good. I trust my guys. They think that's a badge of honor and something yeah. to like champion, but it gets your ass whipped by, no, by by falling in love with your guys. You're absolutely right. I think that he was in a situation though where he had no other recourse. Yeah, I, I don't know who else he could have put. He could have tried to put Sam Williams at linebacker. Or something like that, or maybe, or maybe the front office could have helped him yeah. a little bit more, you know, with some of the decisions that they made. But I, I think he was just trying to to put as many players in position. He really relied. What what came was a problem for him is when teams when when your offense couldn't score enough points and put them in a bad situation where it made the opponent very one dimensional. His strength was, as we all know, rushing the passer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his strength wasn't having to play against a team that was balanced. And it might have been the worst coached game we'd ever seen. You know, yeah, um, you yeah. know the, the, the amount of points they gave up, the blown uh, communication and the assignments. assignments were his guys were not ready to yeah. to run those looks against uh, that team under that kind of pressure. 
and that's a huge reflection of, uh, upon him. Um, so you know, I'll, I'll I I won't totally you know just move on from it like he didn't screw up because I, I know a lot of people for good reason were very irritated with him after that game. Yeah, for sure. It felt like, oh my gosh, have we just have we seen too much now? This was this was an undressing unlike anything we could have ever imagined. But it was like that top to bottom. And if you're just going to run it back everywhere else, you know, what's the point of forcing transition if you don't need to? Now I know the Cowboys aren't. They're going to welcome yeah. back DQ, assuming he doesn't voluntarily leave for a head coaching position. So I get what they're doing. If you're if if the goal is continuity, then then why would you move on from him? And I do think he's the type of coach that you imagine will get back to the drawing board. He's done it before in his career. He looks in the mirror, he looks at his weaknesses, and he tries to to fix them. So um, so it, it, you're not in you're not in a terrible spot, but the pressure's on. No doubt. Okay, coming up at four o'clock, we'll we'll talk about could you see the Cowboys actually do an all in move or go to a rebuild. You know, I'd, I'd be looking to do the all in in 24 and possibly rebuild in 25. Or will they maintain their same team building philosophy? We'll talk about that at four o'clock. There is Eagles news. Brian Johnson, he coached Dak at Mississippi State. Kyle Trask at Florida had a hell of a reputation in college for uh, getting the most out of guys. And then he did the same with Jalen Hurts with the Eagles as quarterback coach and then ended up as the OC and blew it. And he was not good at that job. Rockstar quarterback coach, um, but he is out officially as, as uh, OC there in, in Philadelphia as they're pretty much cleaning house today. Okay, hey, check this out. The Mavs are, are teaming up with WFAA to put 10 additional games this season on TV. We're going back to the future, baby. Hell yeah. Look at that, man. That's awesome. Where games were on the air. <laughs> It was cool. Wait a second. If you don't have battle, you can watch a Mavs game? Yeah, how about that? Well, just a, few, just, just a few. I'm glad you said a Mavs game because it's going to feel sort of like that. It's like 10, 10 games? Yeah, 10 games. 10 yeah. games. Like, gosh, those are 10 glorious games. 10 glorious games. Uh, and then you have the Amazon Prime thing. Yes. Uh, so multiple avenues here, which is definitely, definitely good. But that's what you want. I mean, you want to be able to have all 82 on the local channel, man. I mean, Amazon Prime's a hell of a deal. And I, I'm not, I don't want to shill for it or anything, but Abby even mentioned it last night just out of the blue she goes wait you get a tv service plus they send you stuff all the time in the mail for 20 bucks a month it's like that's a pretty good deal she goes it <laughs> seems like the shipping should be more for all the stuff that we get and you get a free tv service i was like i know i think it's a good deal and now you put bally on top of that now you yeah. get access to bally it feels like a must have yeah a must have item I think so. In the household, like somebody else's problems, not my problem. I mean, I I, I hate it that it's a that's a a giant <laughs> corporation sucking the life out of small businesses, and we need a solution for that. Yeah, but dang it, it's good value. Broadus over there with his bleep eating grin. Yeah, no one's got more hubris about their package than Broadus. Oh no, seventeen Crotch inches first about that package. Yes, Absolutely. you are. Yeah. As you should be, man. Mm-hmm. You got quite the setup. The only thing you're missing is just more screens. Yeah, because you you've, you've got the ability to watch everything all at once. Yeah. And so maybe that's your next move I, I, as an interior decorator guy. Dawson took care of us on that one. More yeah. screens. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, General. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're quite welcome. Everything working out good? Yeah. Fantastic, man. Yeah. Got the UFC fights on Saturday. It was awesome. Right on. You know, it, it's just uh, it's just, it, we're, it's just sign of the times. Yeah. Mavs could not get the job done against the Celtics, though. 119-110. Uh, Tatum and Brown Damn. combined for 73. Boston's a legit powerhouse. 
It's a hell of a basketball <laughs> it was team. Boston on the second night of a back-to-back. They sure were. And Mavericks had been rested for like three months they, playing that game. They, they, well, Kleba had. Well, I, it <laughs> the just, rest of them had a couple days I think for they sure. played for four to five days. Yeah, four yeah days. but they, they, the they were well-rested. The unfortunate, uh, the timely tragedy in Golden State, they couldn't play that game Friday night. Mm-hmm. Right, So they right. didn't play a game Friday night. They didn't play all weekend. If the Mavs were going to win a game, my gosh, that was the game to win. But, yeah. Yeah. And and Boston didn't have Porzingis, yeah, um, which adds to it. But yeah, the Mavs didn't have Dante X. I mean, we know how important he is. Hey, he's absolutely important. But you're, they, I mean, their stars were better than your stars last night, yeah, and no they collectively actually play some defense. My gosh, that Jalen Brown move! Oh my gosh, that was absolutely. I mean, he he could have been arrested for that. It was so filthy. I'm like, man, are we really just we're throwing the the Doncic and THJ duo at, at old Brown? That's that's sort of the best we got here defensively. That's gonna you're, that's gonna be a long night. Mm. Yeah. It's uh, I think it's time to talk about something else as well. Like, and I, <laughs> when I when I went to the game a couple of weeks back, Luca didn't play. Kyrie did, and and since then, like you know, Luca's come back the last couple of games. I just think it needs to be more Kyrie's team. I, I think the team plays better defense. They're more energized, more active on offense. When Luca came back, it sucks the energy out of everybody to watch one dude try to put up a thirty-point triple-double. He doesn't play team ball, and it's it's. I I think it is. It jumps out on the television when Luca's off the floor and Kyrie is helping everybody else be the best version of themselves. That's what a point guard does, you know. And over time, the metrics and have shown us, and the dominance has shown us. Hey, let your best player hold the ball a lot more than you did in the '80s and '90s. But one thing that is lost, and I think the best players do more of it, um, is keep your teammates involved. Yeah. They, and okay, on top of that, because he has the ball so much and he's so unfocused, he's yelling at the refs, he's yelling at the patrons, he's arguing with the other team. He's not focused on winning. He's setting the tone as your best player, and he's holding the ball all the time. I just, I don't know how you negotiate this if you're Jason Kidd. I think probably the best thing is to just to try to get Luca to grow up quickly, you know, but he's still like acting like a loser on the court. Last night, you could tell. I mean, yeah. mentally, he he got lost. He, he got distracted uh, and taken out of the game by being frustrated with the calls. Again, and that happens yeah. far too often. Yes, it's way too much. And I know for a fact... He's taking himself more seriously than ever because of the, the fitness that he's put himself yeah. into, the physical fitness. Okay, the so jawline the, stands out. Yeah, you've you've addressed your body. Now it's time to address your mind. Or you know, you can't say we're going to make this more Kyrie's team. You know, I, maybe you can't risk losing Luca. Right now, you have a good situation where Luca is the young hothead and Kyrie is the superstar veteran who's like Yoda. Just kind of nodding knowingly like, it's all good, dude. You do your thing, and I'll support you like I support all of my other teammates. But that's a leader, and that's a point guard. Luca is a, is a ball hog and a selfish, bad attitude ball hog at that. Brian, there I said it. What yeah, do you think? No, last night, though, he looked like a guy that didn't have his legs playing uh, with the shots and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I get what you're saying, Dawson, because there were times when you could see the other players kind of – they. I think they really do appreciate the opportunity when Kyrie's in the game of, you know, that you see him kind of move around a little bit more, a little bit more active on the offensive end of things, you know, trying to get open, know they're going to get a good pass. So, yeah, it's uh, if, if, if Luca bogs you down. Hey, if, you, if you're Todd, go, go play off the ball. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I, yeah. I saw you do that amazingly for Slovenia. Yes. Yeah. 
uh, I, I think in the, right the offseason. Okay, we are the G-Bag Nation here on 105 Through the Fan. Joey Gallo is going to the uh, Nationals. Hot stove show tonight. Sands is going to be talking baseball with you at 7 o'clock with Adrian Beltre going to the hall and everything. What the final four teams teach us and what the front office needs to get through their heads with the Cowboys coming up next year in the nation in the G-Bag of the day. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back, Nation. G-Bag of the Day is coming up at 2.30. Segment here is brought to you by the Frankels. Life's unpredictable. Accidents happen. Franklin Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks and DFW. If you or a loved one's been in an accident, contact Franklin Frankel for a free consultation, 214 or 817-333-3333. Jump online at truckwreck.com. G-Bag of the Day is coming up in eight minutes. What are what do these final four teams teach us, gentlemen? Eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. What are the uh, the remaining final four NFL teams? Uh, what what are they What are they explaining to us? What are they teaching us here? And uh, maybe we could take it from them, move forward, and, and build a, a championship team of our own. Uh, wow, it's uh, that would be incredible, huh? It would be fun. Now the Ravens, what uh, what Stephen Ruiz brings to the table for them, and you can disagree with these. You know, feel free to. Um, it's not necessarily Bible, but each team has, uh, you know, an interesting way they've gone about building their, uh, their championship level team. And so the Ravens, he says, uh, you know, they taught us that NFL teams should be more willing to scour college football for coordinators because the, the Ravens current offensive and defensive coordinators were facing each other in the college football playoff semis, uh, just two years ago. You had Mike McDonald, defensive coordinator. Now for the Ravens, he was the uh, the Michigan defensive coordinator. And you had Todd Munkin, who's now the OC for the Ravens. He was the OC for Georgia and their offense. And so Georgia ends up beating Michigan, obviously, in that playoff game. But now they go from the college ranks, calling plays, to going to the NFL. And for the Ravens, it is it has been a match made in heaven. Uh, and for Todd Munkin, that they, they, they you know they 
the Ravens have had a good idea of what they've been in the past offensively. They they know their quarterback situation. They know what talent they started to bring in uh, from a wide receiver standpoint. They're like, man, we need to open this thing up, and they got the perfect guy for the job in Todd Munkin. His offense marries well with everything that they got going on personnel-wise there with the Ravens. And then defensively, I mean, Mike McDonald, what he's done is just ridiculous because – it makes sense when you're building an offense around Lamar Jackson and the different things that uh, you know his weapons can do. But defensively, there for for the Ravens, I mean, when he got there, they didn't have they didn't have Roquan Smith, they didn't have a couple of these dudes. And then he's like, "Hey, at the deadline, we need to go get a Roquan Smith. That's going to help my defense." But outside of Roquan Smith, there's, I mean, Kyle Hamilton's proven to be an All Pro super stud. Uh, at the safety position, Swiss Army Knife dude. But when you really look at the Ravens' defense, there's not a ton of personnel that is just like, oh my gosh, they're just clearly better than everybody else. But they play fantastically well across the board. He's a huge reason why. That dude's a stud. Mike those guys from college. But, I think yeah, that, I think that might be a trend because they're, they're, it's like when Gary Patterson was in the Mountain West and had to learn all these different offenses and all these different things. These dudes that are in college and facing the latest and greatest bells and whistles every week, that might be the place, you know, for NFL teams to look if you don't like the NFL, a crop of uh, of candidates. Maybe if Dan Quinn does go, that's what we should be hoping the Cowboys look at. Yeah, and that, and that could be difficult because that's not, that's usually not the low-hanging fruit hire. Yeah. Oh, here's former this, uh, he's been a head coach, whatever, he's been in the league a long time, he's a name. Nobody knows who Mike McDonald is. Like, credit to the Ravens for being like, Dude, we can identify something and we're willing to scour and work and figure out who might be the best man for the job. We're not just going to go recycle some random veteran defensive coordinator name just to do it. And yeah. most teams do it that way. It's It's got to start with an organizational understanding, though, that there are people that are thinking about the game, coaching and teaching the game way better than the average. Yeah. You know, and if you if you acknowledge that, maybe you have a. You, well, you do have a much better chance of actually finding one and bringing him to your team, and all of a sudden, just what Chief said, yeah. you know, ends up being a top three defense. It's definitely not a bad idea. Now, I mean, we've seen some of these coaches. Like, I think Todd Munkin was in the NFL, then got the job yeah. at Georgia. Yeah, so he now, had been in the NFL before. So, but, like, with McDonald, I mean, heck, his brother. He was on his brother's staff there, yeah. Harbaugh's brother. So he's able to get a lot of good information, a lot of intel there. So absolutely. I mean, Mike McDonald, it seemed like it was weird watching the Ravens, Ravens defense a couple of years ago, and you're thinking, this is not, typically you think, good defense. Mike McDonald's done an excellent job. There. We talked yesterday how he should be a front runner for a lot of these coaching jobs. Okay, now uh, the next thing that we've learned, and it's now to the 49ers, according to Stephen Ruiz, they've taught us that you cannot overpay for a transcendent player no matter their position. Uh, and the way they've allocated their cap dollars would make uh, anyone with a grasp of the concept of positional value cringe a little bit. Uh, that's what he writes there because the Niners rank fourth in running back spending and second in tight end spending. McCaffrey's the league's highest paid running back. checks the highest paid fullback. Kittle's the third highest paid tight end. Fred Warner ranks second in salary among linebackers. Javon Hargrave ranks sixth among defensive tackles. So they're spending a ton on uh, on great talents. What they what they decide to be great talents. So for one of them, it's a linebacker. For the other one, it's a fullback. For the other one, it's a running back. Not the quarterback, pass rusher, left tackle, cornerback, big money spending. They're just like, hey, you're great at what you do. You're one of the best in the sport at your position. So we're, we're willing to pay you for that. And Ruiz says that's what you should be doing or most teams avoid that? He just says uh, he doesn't necessarily say you should be doing it, but he says that 
the Niners have taught us that you cannot overpay for tra- for a transcendent player. Oh, you no. can't overpay. Yeah, you can't okay. overpay for it. Like, it's not something to avoid. It's something you got to do because these guys are making such a difference oh. right now. The the economy of it does not punish you for compensating them at the top of the market. I like that. Keep that in mind, Cowboys. Just pay these guys. You know, you can pay them, but make sure the coaches know how to use them. Yeah. For sure, that's oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's where that's where to me I'm. This great is the, point. This is the problem that I have with Tony Pollard. That all of a sudden you give him ten million dollars, but we can't figure out how to use it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. that's your issue there. It's no problem paying the players. Just make sure that my coaches understand that that we've got to create schemes. We got to be able to get the most out of them. Exactly. No doubt. Yeah, I think that's that's a huge factor there. Kyle Juszczyk is fantastic. Yes. If another P, if another team made him the highest paid fullback, he's probably not this the same value and production a, as Kyle Shanahan's getting out of him. You better have a plan for you better have a plan for Kyle Juszczyk if that's the case. Now the Joneses would say, "Well, bro, what's Brock Purdy making?" And that's that's how, you know, I can only have so much of that pie to go around. Yeah, yeah, that does definitely buy you some wiggle room. Um, now, yeah, for sure. I mean, they've, they've, they've decided to skimp on a couple of things. Quarterback certainly being one of them with the the way they're paying that position. Uh, their offensive, their offensive line, they're going out there and paying their offensive line is being, you know, is only 20th. They have the 20th most expensive offensive line in the league. Their tackle is the most expensive piece they have. Yeah. Yeah. They got four guys. Exactly. Just guys. Yeah. Yeah. And then their secondary is the 21st highest paid secondary in the sport. So they're not paying but, for a, a great corner necessarily. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the coaching can, coaching matters hugely yeah, here. Yeah. You can scheme around your offensive line if you have the players and, and the skilled players to do it. You know, you, you really can. I mean, ball out quick, screens, the way they run the football and stuff like that. You could you you could play a, around the, the talent you have. You don't have to have five Pro Bowl players. Yeah, if you're a dominant coach. If you're a dominant coach and your skill guys are dominant as well. And then uh, speaking of dominance for the Detroit Lions, what we've learned about them, they've taught us a great offensive line can overcome uh, just sort of a middling quarterback. Uh, we've all seen that firsthand. Uh, and that's a that uh, we can all agree with that one. And then with uh, for the Chiefs, they taught us through an elite quarterback, all things are possible. Uh, and I would say through the the goat of goat quarterbacks, all things are possible. 100% correct, Chief. Thank you so much. Time now for the G-Bag of the Day. Here's Lucius Alexander. Peace, peace, peace to the gods. Peace. Peace. Let's get right into this. What you talking about, brother? Peace. Peace. Uh, high school basketball commentator. He's 15 years old. His name is Roy Kane. At least that's what his Twitter says. He's 15. He could be 17 by now. He just hasn't updated. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, he's out there in California. And uh, like I said, he's a high school basketball commentator. But I think he's ready for the big leagues. And he's our winner so far. Jet Kennedy guarding down low. And the steal. I can see a big one. Oh, my God. Sit down, little boy. Let the man fly. I don't care about the technical. He is up in the sky sending it down, big man. Sanfredi. Boom, 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 boom. That's a body. Put him in the sky and let him fly. (laughs) It's really good. It is. What happened on Saturday with Bruce Buffer uh, during the Sean Woodson Charles Jordan fight? I missed it. Uh oh. Oh, okay. You missed it. I mean, uh, there was, yeah, oh, I was this at the blackout later, portion? Probably. Oh, well, that's that too. That could happen. 
Well, I feel like uh, maybe those guys missed it too in the audience because everybody was confused by what Bruce Buffer had called the winner. Nobody who knew who it was. Uh-oh. but uh, Oh, no. Shout out to Daniel Cormier for saving the fans. For the winner, by split decision, John the Sniper! Woodson won the fight. Oh, it's so awkward. He said, he said, Sean Woodson. Ladies and gentlemen, it sounds like Charles, but it was Sean Woodson. I feel bad for Charles because Charles was celebrating. He had his arms all up. He was like, oh, yeah, oh, man. man. I felt like I won that. I felt like I won that. Oh, it's tough. Isn't that the, like the Steve Harvey uh, Miss uh, Miss America yeah. or whatever deal? Like uh-huh. La La Land for Best Picture. Yes, you know? yes. Oh, that's tough, dude. Oh, that's the nice. court said it was yeah. Miss Washington. Yeah. That's what the court said. I was just reading now. <laughs> okay, now. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Mm. All right, let's see what else we got for you boys. Let's go to Division Three basketball right here. Some commentators. Oh. You know, on social, they were saying Buffer sounded like slow and stuff. So maybe he was uh, you know, trying to work one off or had a rough afternoon. Was it in Vegas? Yeah. Okay. You guys were talking about arenas and everything yesterday and smoking and whatnot. You got butt cracked, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, we sure uh, did. What was the butt cracking? Uh, the butt cracking was that the new the new arena for the Clippers is going to have a Intel. smoking section uh, in one portion of the arena for 21 and up. You can smoke cigarettes or marijuanas. Okay, well, you know what? That one over there in Vegas is not too far away. Uh, T-Mobile Arena? T-Mobile. Oh, yeah, bro. <laughs> Yeah, they were smoking big on, uh, big. <laughs> on a big fight weekend. They were weekend. inside, but they was right on the outside, and you can just smell like they were rolling up on the inside and stepping on the outside. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and nobody was bothering. There's police walking by. Nobody cared. All right, uh, Division Three basketball. Wentworth Nichols guard Tavon Jones hit a big game winner, and they went crazy. Kind of working on Mello. One-on-one. He's going to take a fade away. That'll no. go. He called bank. Six <laughs> seconds. Tavon Jones. Takes it up the sideline. He's going to pull a three. You should be screaming no man's name like that. Tavon! You should not be screaming no man's oh, name like man. that unless a red Hyundai done pulled up in the alley and got ready to do some work. You should not be screaming no man's so name excited. like that, bro. Uh. Wow, dude, this is the greatest time ever to be an aspiring play-by-play man. Just go viral. Yeah, go viral now. Have a time. Like Mm -hmm. his best friend. Lucius will find you. (laughs) (laughs) Better be some gunshots right after that. Other than that, why are you screaming that man's name like that, bro? All right, what else we got? Uh, Oh, yeah, I got this from a lot of Tolos. A lot of Tolos sent me the Korean broadcasters' yeah. reaction to yes. the Bills' miss field goal. You think they jinxed his ass like uh, Nance did? I would know. <laughs> the uh, I think it was like Nance and then our guy uh, 
Harlan. Yeah, both, they both did. Both got him. Yeah. yeah. I think Nance is just looking for something to do other than listen to Tony Romo blabber. <laughs> oh, Jim. He's catching even more heat now. Yeah. A lot more heat. Tony's just out here doing bets, I think. All right, what do you say, Lucius? Time to vote? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Yeah. Okay, is it, it uh, your guy Roy Kane, our one-time champ? Is it Bruce Buffer calling the wrong name? Is it the Division Three basketball uh, game winner there? I'll tell you what, the seventh graders out in Brownsboro were making it rain from three. Gave us a bit of a scare there on, on Saturday afternoon. Sunnyvale. Uh, or is it the Japanese highlight uh, sports call? Uh, I will vote for Roy Kane there, our, our champ there, the kid with the uh, with the dunk highlight, Chief. How about you? Give me uh, give me the champ. Lucius? Yeah, Roy Kane. Walter? Yeah, Roy Kane. Vote for the Division Threes. By a score of 4-1, to one, still your G-Bag of the Day champion. It's the kid with the dunk call having a blast. Okay, Krusty's Corner's coming up next. Where are you taking us? Guys, there are seven things the Cowboys could have done differently maybe to give themselves a better shot for the Super Bowl. We'll go through those next. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai getaway sales event where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning hyundai models like the tech-filled tucson and kona as well as the spacious palisade enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with america's best warranty and three years or thirty-six thousand miles of complimentary maintenance but hurry in these deals won't last add more joy to your journey at the hyundai getaway sales event now get zero percent apr or up to 1500 bonus cash on the hyundai tucson now during the hyundai getaway sales event offers end soon call 562-314-4603 for details after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward medella is the mark of a fighter you've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight the better the reward you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Well, thank you, Lucius. It is the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. It's time now for Brian Broaddus in Krusty's Corner. Here's the king of the Krusties himself, Brian. Thank you very much, General. Appreciate that. A couple things real quick. I hope everybody has a chance to go back, listen to the draft show we did. Uh, We do the draft show now every Tuesday and Thursday on DallasCowboys.com. So if you're into those kinds of things. And then Bobby and I have Love of the Star tonight. So if you want to get your questions in and let Bobby and I try and answer those, uh, you could uh, tweet at Brian Broadus or at Bobby Belt TX and uh, get your questions uh, answered in. And if you would, uh, we'll do our best to get to that direction. So a lot of things going on uh, with the uh, with the team. 
Um, Cowboy Wire had a, uh, an article that they posted yesterday that I went through, and I kind of wanted to walk through with you guys and see if you kind of agree with this and then maybe give it a order of which one of these things could have been done differently for the Cowboys in order to have had a better shot to have get uh, to the Super Bowl. And I'll go through the seven things that they have, and then we will uh, talk about them, and you kind of give me your thoughts of what you think could have been done differently or what's the one that really, really hurt them the most uh, uh, this, uh, this season. Okay, the first thing that the Cowboy Wire listed was they could have made a better coaching hire. And this one is talking about with the offensive line coach with Mike Solari, that they feel like that they're tracing some of the offensive line issues, problems with the running game. Uh, they're tracing to Mike Solari uh, as being the problem with that. That's the first thing they list. That feels fair to me. Does it not? Yeah, Biotish, I think, regressed this year. Steel? Uh, Steel well, Steel coming off the injury as well. Yeah, but yeah sure. it, it seemed like they, and when you have two guys at guard, and we've talked about this, they were first-team All-Pros, and your tackle was a left uh, second-team All-Pro, how could you not run the football better? And I think that is a reflection of your offensive line coach in a way. I mean, I don't want to be mean, but uh, you know, you had too many guys on the line that were old and weak. And that can get you actually a pretty good pass protection. They were dang good in pass pro. They just can't mm-hmm. run the ball. And I think the organization chose that with how they built the team. But you can't be old at left tackle, weak at center, and weak and injured at right tackle yeah. and expect to run the ball well. Yep, I agree with you. That was number one. Number two is they could have drafted better. They're the, oh, yeah. They, yeah, it was a bad you, draft. Disaster. I mean, so far, it's, it, it's looking like a bad draft. Okay, they, if you look at ESPN, I believe they did a – a survey, well, not a survey, but they ranked. Yeah, the production. The, the production of the 32 teams in their draft class. Dallas was the last when it came yeah. to that. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Had a good run. I'm sure they'll get back after it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you you have to, I mean, any team, I'd be blown away if, I know, like Detroit comes to mind right now as a team that's getting a ton of contributions from rookies. The Rams did um, too. Yeah, yeah, the Rams were the Ram, team, but the Rams, and the Rams hit on mid round guys. That's what I'm saying. The Rams, every one of Rams mid round guys, the Puka Nakua's and those guys. I mean, they hit on like four guys that made the all rookie team mm-hmm. out of their out of their class. Did a fantastic they, job. Didn't have a first round pick. Third thing was the team took too long to feature CD Lamb as their third uh, thing. That no, they, it didn't hurt. It didn't hurt your your playoff position. Say that again now. Team took too long to feature C.D. Lamb. Actually, should have figured out how to run offense without him. Is that for the season or in the game? Season. Oh, okay. So maybe you could have gotten the one seed if you had it. Yeah, done this. More. Yeah, this. Their their thought is what what hurts your run is that you didn't win those games that you you didn't feature C.D. Lamb early in the campaign. Mm, okay. Okay. That one's going to be last to me. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, well, you probably would have been one and done in the divisional round. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say before that, uh, I mean, it took you too long to identify the correct offense for your team. Right? Yeah, you know, and then focusing on CD Lamb and targeting him as a part of that, but the entire offense needed to be changed Brandon after five Cooks weeks as well. Yeah, it took forever yeah. to get him involved in the offense. Yep. Number four, they could have been aggressive at the trade deadline. Yeah. Um, so keep that in mind. Could have been aggressive at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Number five, they should have let Dak Prescott cook a lot earlier. Which I think goes back to the CD stuff. I think that's kind of all in the same. Okay. 
that could have used Prescott's mobility more is sure. the next one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. Yeah, uh, you know, I know he's not fast, but he's very effective. And then the final one is they should have used different personnel on special teams. And they talk about this with the Sam Williams and all the, the issues that they had, the penalties and things that they had to deal with. Sam Williams being a gunner. Yeah. Or Tolbert being out there for some of the exactly. give-ups on the fake punts. Exactly. So as we go through, as we go through these seven, if you had to rank, if you had to rank where you would have these in order that caused you the most difficulty or things that you would have done differently. I'll repeat them for you once again. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I can give you my top three right now, Brian. Okay. You, you could have drafted better. Um, they got cute. Okay. I, I think they started looking at, well, our, our team is loaded, yeah. just like the Cowboys did in 2008 and 2009, and when you do that, it's a trap. And you're like, well, we can get a blocking tight end who doesn't make plays in the passing game, but he's a good athlete. And, uh, you know, this defensive tackle that we're going to change his, his his play style from college. <laughs> that was bad. That that was really some, what do you call that, hubris, Chief? Yes. Hmm. Um, could have drafted better. Uh, then number two, could have been aggressive at the trade deadline. They needed linebackers, and they probably needed a center, and uh, used Dax Mobility. Uh, hell, I, you know, me, and I might put Dax Mobility number one. Because I think if they would just commit to that, they could win the Super Bowl still. You just you have to run the ball one way or another. And they got there without being able to do it with their running backs and still decided, yeah, we're, we're good with not running Dak. Um, and that sucks because, you know, this is football. And you have to have players that are willing to sacrifice. And if at any point your quarterback can't get the job done with his arm and you say, hey, let's run it, and everybody gets awkward like, oh, well, somebody might get hurt, it's time to pick a different sport. You know, I just, I, I don't get this. You know, everybody is all in and risking injury every play, except the quarterback. <laughs> it makes no sense to me. If we can't win this game without you running, I'm sorry. But to me, that's bad teammating. If you're not, if you're not willing to run, I would demand it if I'm Dak. Let me run this freaking ball. My running back can't do it. We got to win this game. My legacy is on the line. Instead, the organization and Dak are having like, a competition to, to see who can be more like long-term responsible. Let's make sure we get knocked out in the wild card every year, Dak. We can't have you going down injured while we're trying to get to the NFC title game this year. We got we got an appointment losing in the wild card round next year. That's the way I feel about it. Sorry, I held the floor. Mm-hmm. No, no, but if you had to think, what was the one that you think, if the final one that you think really had no bearing on it at all? A uh, team took too long to, f- to feature CD. Okay. I, mean, because they, I think you're they right. They figured it out early Ultimately, they, they got the two seed. They were in position. So I, I think the drafting better is the number one for sure because that's really the only way that they team build every year. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, they, this year they did make the trade for Cooks and Gilmore, but for the most part, they're making they're building their team through the draft. And when you don't hit on that, you're putting so much pressure to make sure, man, we've got a draft class that we're going to get probably three players that are productive for us and that are impacting our football team. They failed to get that. I'd probably agree with the Dax legs. I think you've seen what a difference that can make and that can help open up things. But I'd probably go with the offensive line coach. I mean, that was a glaring issue this year. And I wonder, you know, did you see players take a step back? And, Brian, you've talked about this. Who's the second most important coach on the team? Yeah. I, you know, when you start to talk about the coordinators, give me the offensive line coach. I think that's the one guy you got to get right. You absolutely have to get. Chief, what do you got on yours? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with these guys. I mean, I, I think the drafting is, is certainly the number one. 
Uh, and then and then I'm probably to the offensive line coach there. Like I mean, you're telling me if you got a a a running game Moses up in here that this rushing attack doesn't look better, or one of these guys that's designing the rushing attack for uh for the for the Niners. Uh, like come on, that would this offensive line. I mean, I know you got to replace Biotish, the Terrence Steele thing coming off the injury, but there was a regression there that mm-hmm. it's like okay, the, I'm. I'm sure some of that has to do with the changing of techniques or whatever it is that Solari is implementing here. And there was no, I mean, I don't know how much the just creativity in the rushing attack is on your offensive line coach or is it, you know, your run game coordinator or whatever, but there was, there was no, no nuance to the rushing attack. Yeah. I think that to me, I, I like what you're saying about they could have drafted better. I wish they would have been more aggressive at the trade deadline. Yeah. Because I felt like I felt like they knew what their team was mm-hmm. at that point in time. The draft, you kind of you, you really don't know about these players. You know, you'd like Trying to, to stack hope, up talent, see what yeah, you got. Yeah, you, you just kind of see what you got. But when you know when you know that you're deficient in certain areas. Yeah. And you know, they 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 tried to go out and get Shaq Leonard, you know, they tried to sign him and Tried, they, they didn't play the waiver claim. They didn't want the contract, but they knew they had problems at linebacker. And I think it I think it stems all the way back to training camp, where I don't know if Dan Quinn or somebody convinced the front office that they could go light at linebacker and they would be okay. Yeah, I don't I don't know who stepped up and said you know they played so much dime like seventy percent of their snaps were dime packages and dime packages. Involve safeties, and the, you know, and that's it was a good idea when Leighton Van Der Esch and Overshone were around in yeah, Oxnard. Exactly, and Jaron Curse was a good yeah. player for you. Yeah, yeah. right. I but, mean, that that's a guy that's kind of a hybrid linebacker and has size. Yeah, the, to me though, that's the one that I that's the one I look at. My second one is that offensive line coach. You know, there 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 is a reason why you were just not good enough, and is that scheme related stuff? Yeah. Uh, you know, I think you surely have to take. A look at that. There are also huge mistakes. I would add one more, and Chief's been on this one. It's 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 um, doing contracts with players coming off injury. Pollard, Steele, Gallup. Yeah, yeah. I mean the Steele one now. Hey, you got to just hope that he bounces back next year. I mean, the, just, the run blocking just wasn't in, even good. Just in general, like at at his best, he was a pretty good run blocker, yeah. but still average at best in the pass pro game. And you paid him like a pro bowler. You gave him right. a nice fat contract, right? Because you don't, because you're you're willing to settle because you like he's a hard worker. Yeah, you know, I, it's it's weird, you know, and that that sort of like paying guys that you like or paying guys that are pretty good but not great that gets your ass in trouble. Get into free agency, say goodbye. We love you, but we need a better player. You owe it to your organization if you really want to win championships to stop feeling bad that these guys got hurt two months before they hit free agency. Oh man, you were all lined up to hit the market. We're going to take care of you. Don't worry about it. Yeah. If you get hurt here in your last year, we got you, buddy. And it's it's crushing them on three in a row, Brian. Jimmy, thank you very much. No, you you got it, man. Thank you, uh, Brian. Brought us Krusty's corner every afternoon, two forty here on one hundred five three. The fan. When we come back, we'll chuck. It's time for the NFL news of the day. Where are you taking us? Ty Nark and what life was like when the Lions won two playoff games last. That's next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.